Hey, 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 welcome to Dana Talks, Danielin's educational podcast. My name is Christian and I'm very grateful to be your host for this podcast that will hopefully bring students and tutors closer together as we will explore new learning practices and discuss important topics that concern students, all that with inspirational and driven guests. As I have announced on our social media accounts and our website previously, Today's guest on Dinotalks will be David Schreier. So David, please introduce yourself to the audience. Hello guys, I'm David. I've known Christian for a few years now. We've gone both to the same university, the same program, and I'm very glad to be here. Awesome, that's awesome. So what, what uh, program are you studying in exactly? So I'm studying electrical engineering. Uh, with a minor, well, planned minor to be in artificial intelligence. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going into my third year. It's uh, pretty much that, I would say. Okay, that, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and so like David said, uh, we, we've been good friends uh, for, over, for over two years now. Uh, it's, it was definitely an experience. Uh, that allow us to to grow together um yeah we 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 came into this program and we had our own expectations of the program but then we um we started building a relationship with each other and i think i think that it it is being uh it, it is becoming more mature yeah i would uh, i would agree with that i would say I do remember our relationship starting uh, when like the first semester where I was like very like joking around and kind of like having a lot of fun. But I think as like time went on, it became a lot more of a support kind of relationship, I would say. Uh, yeah. um, if I were to talk a little bit more about like how that kind of developed, I would say like at some point I have, I was kind of going through a lot of my own personal issues and I would say Christian uh, has been pretty supportive uh, whenever I, I was kind of stressed out about like my own personal life or just about in education as a whole. He'd always just be there to just kind of, you know, lend lend a shoulder to me when I needed it most or, I, or when I felt the most stressed out. Uh, and over time, we had a lot more discussions about like how to better ourselves as people, both in terms of our career and also just as just as people uh so i would say like i would say like if if i were to talk about like the last like summer i i would say like 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 this summer i would say like obviously everything that's kind of been going on has been pretty stressful for everybody um i remember at some point like i tried i basically after like stay-at-home orders we had like a, a long discussion about uh kind of handling the stress of being at home for a long time and I think the idea of like trying to better ourselves was kind of starting to develop there and so within like the last month personally I've spent a lot of time just thinking about like my own like my own actions and things I've done before uh, in my life and try to reflect and try to improve on those things and I feel like it I feel like at this time it's really important for people to, to do this, that same thing is, I don't think we'll, I really ever have this time in our lives to really just have everything stop and be able to actually look into ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, what do you, what do you think about that, Christian? Would you say like that kind of reflection at this time? Well, I certainly agree with it. And, you know, when I, when I started thinking about, people who I'd like to bring on the podcast, I, I, I first thought about you because um, I, I want Dynatalks and Dynalearn to be about empowering students that have come from difficult situations, both mentally and, you know, and, and just like all yeah, aspects of their education. lives. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, it's, you can actually think of it as a reverse podcast where, you know, instead of inviting key figures in the industry or in whatever specialization area you, um, I, I would bring on people that would be considered normal, but that have very valuable experiences in terms of mentoring and, and coming, coming from such a uh, difficult place. Right. Um, and the place doesn't have to be difficult, like physically or financially. Um, most people, they mistake 
hardship as just being like physical and financial, but it's, it's really your own mind that dictates exactly that, that dictates your actions and what you do. So I think what we're doing in society right now in terms of like personal development and all of that, and it is, it, it's great, but we should remind ourselves that it's always, it always starts from within so with your mind, with how you regulate your thought patterns. And yeah. And then the rest after could be figured out pretty easily if you're just good with yourself. And yeah. with, with the things that you're surrounding yourself with, you know, uh, we surround ourselves with, for example, people. Right now, it's mostly like technology because of the remote situation. But every time you get a chance to ask yourself why you're doing the things you're doing, you're growing. And... This is, this is what I wanted to be about. So I definitely agree with you, David. I yeah. think, I think that mentorship, I think that mentorship is a word that a lot of students confuse for a difference in, in experience levels. You know, sometimes we mistake mentors as people that can't relate to us. And that's or like a power dynamic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they start, they start to see, you know, that there may be a power relationship involved and like, you know, they, they might be scared of showing their vulnerability, vulnerability and, you know, the insecurities to their mentors, but really inside people's heads, a mentor should be someone that you can trust that has gone through the stuff that you're going to go into. And he knows where you will be most likely to, you know, struggle and the places where you'll be most likely to uh, have it easier, right? So, mm -hmm. for example, in my, for example, in our case, you know, our relationship, I never told you like I am your mentor, right? But it's by my actions, it's by our relationship, you know, it's it's by me recognizing that you needed support because of your situation, and you just needed someone to listen to you, and I came up. We, ne we, never, we never saw each other as mentors, as, you know, but that's actually what it is. A mentor is just someone who, you know, is in the same boat as you, but he's a bit ahead, you know, and, and whatever aspect it may be. Yeah, yeah, and that's not necessarily a bad thing either too, right? It, it is not. Like, I know some people might have more experience in one area, but it doesn't mean like one, like they might be better than you or two, like they're, they'll always be ahead of you. And it shouldn't even be some sort of like way of one-upping each other. It, I think, I think uh, one, one type of talk this kind of like kind of relates to is this book called The Art of Learning, uh, where it talks about like competition book, as a yeah. whole. Yeah, it's a good, really good book. I, I read into it, like I think last summer. But it really goes into this idea about competition being uh, a, a lot about like a community and how we support each other. Like you can, you know, you could think that like in terms of competition, you're all for yourself, but um, it's important to actually like create friendships and have a mentor, have a mentorship and also just be around good people who are willing to support you and help you uh, as much as they can. And it shouldn't be a selfish, like self, like self, like um, journey, I would say. For sure. um, so I also say in the faculty of engineering as well, it's become a lot more of a community based program. And I think that actually helps with like students being able to um, succeed. I don't think, yeah. I think in maybe perhaps in other programs, it might not be as easy for students to feel comfortable like, expressing themselves or their frustrations towards other students and or at least get the mentorship that they would like to get mm -hmm. but you know I, I think it's important to have those types of discussions uh regardless of the program you're into because i think being able to um empathize with other people is the most important uh in terms of being able to like help you towards like fixing your issues and then be able to kind of overcome them yeah. And I think it kind of also just builds on the relationship as a whole. And so you don't feel alone. Exactly. Um, and, and yeah, the thing, the thing is that there are programs at university that do take care of mentorship, right? You're, you're aware that uh, at the beginning of the year, first year students are being paired with uh, students in the upper years, right? But that program takes care of only a certain amount of people, right? The faculty can only have a certain amount of people to uh, work on under this mentorship program. So 
so you know that that leaves us with hundreds of students that may have benefited from that program but just for lack because of a lack of resources um they don't have they don't end up being in these programs and benefiting you know from support from from guidance um you know i i remember it's it's a kind of a silly example but it's it's still valuable um you know in frosh during frosh i i talked with a lot of upper years um i i got in touch with a fourth year student in software engineering and although these the situation was playful and you know frosh during frosh it was mm-hmm. pretty much just like going out uh, downtown and going to places and you know it's it, it was it wasn't really like a formal setting but still i was able to like drag them to the side sometime and you know just talk to them about myself and you know like oh this is what i'm looking for this is what i'm most excited in what do you think <clears throat> how how did you go through your first year and so that, it, it yeah was, that's uh, yeah i'll i'll let you um, yeah. yeah, and I'll, I'll just say, like, I actually thought the exact same thing when you were bringing that up. I was thinking about Frosh personally, about, like, how to, because I was thinking about the struggle that students might have, especially now, too, right, because everyone's, like, you know, online, and they really can't socialize. Like, it's hard for people to really have that first experience of, like, socializing and then kind of creating that, like, relationship. So I was just thinking about Frosh, where I remember I initially didn't want to go because I just was kind of socially like I had a lot of social anxiety but I kind of pushed myself to go and I and I eventually met somebody uh who, who was in electrical engineering then it kind of kept going and kept I kept meeting new people and eventually I found you uh yeah and like because yeah, we, we didn't a, a meet pretty, the frosh no we did not we, I, yeah. I think we met sometime very early in the semester <clears throat> uh but yeah like that's what I was trying to say is that like I think having that first experience in like an environment that kind of promotes so, uh, social discussion or just like any sort of social environment is really important to mm-hmm. kind of build that initial uh, building block of a good, like a good friendship and also a mentorship if they need it, which, which is why I'm a little bit concerned because, uh, for this semester, because I don't know if uh, the first years, or like, like first years are like, or U1 or U0 will actually have that experience of being able to find people. But that's up for the, that's up to Frosh leaders to figure out though. But regardless, I think it's, I think that I agree with you that Frosh is actually was so important to be able to mm-hmm. uh, find people that have similar interests or are there for you when you, when you need them, need them to be. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, when when uh, when Frosh ended and the semester started, um, th- there were some st- there were some people in the upper years that I I stayed in touch with. Uh, current currently, I'm still I'm still hitting them up from time to time. You know, uh, whenever I feel like uh, I want to get some of their news, um, I, I go ahead, and they they're always happy. You know, they're always happy to you know remember like, oh yeah, this is a Christian from you know the 2018 Frosh. Oh yeah, we had good times. And, and it, it keeps on, right? It's the thing, the thing with relationships, especially in university is if you put in the effort and you put a thought into your relationships, you will keep them. You just have, yeah. you, 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 really, you really have to, you, you just have to really have clear communication and, you know, you have to respect people's uh, space as well. Like, you know, you know that around midterms, you know, pretty much every student will be busy. So it's just about it's just about gauging you know like oh i have this this relationship with this guy that i got in frosh and like oh he wants to invite me to to a certain event or whatever you know so yeah i I think it's important like during like a very stressful like exam period that you need to kind of like let people have their time for themselves not always be like hey please please answer this question or like please help me out here like kind of need to be respectful that's also really important is just not like, you know, value your friendships, value the mentorship, but don't abuse it. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really important that people need to also recognize as well is that, yeah, having friendships is good. That's all fine and dandy, but you also need to kind of put in your own work for yourself too, because, you know, you can get support all you want, but if you can't, show them that you are willing to change change as well for yourself then they can't they really can't help you out enough 
and that's something that's also I think that's one of the more important things that people don't quite talk about is that there are some people who do struggle to make changes themselves and that's totally fine I mean people always have their tribes and tribulations of any sort but Mm -hmm. making sure that they're able to actually change when you've already given them help giving giving them like your, your the most amount of help you can give uh, is pretty vital, and if they don't, then like it's kind of hard for them to really help you out. So, I think that kind of clear communication is important, like being able to show that you have changed, but also respecting, uh, right. respecting them if you can. Yeah, it's true. It, it is true because it's a different setting. University, you know, you come you come in there as young adults. Um, you 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 carry with you your habits that you had in CJP, right? Um, yep. And, and 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 it's a learning process, you know, to to adapt the way you communicate with people to the university environment. Because in CJEP, it's it's like a crossroad, right? You have people in technical programs, you have people in pre-university programs. So it's 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 very much like I, I don't know about you at Marinopolis, because that's for the audience. Uh, David went at Marinopolis uh, College in uh, Montreal, Quebec. So it's a um, it's a private uh, college, which is pretty well known, and um, yeah, we we didn't know we didn't know each other in college. I went to Dawson, which is yeah. uh, a bit closer to downtown. But uh, yeah, for those for those of you who are in Montreal, you will know what we are talking about. If not, uh, we'll put a link <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> we'll 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 guide you. We'll 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 help you uh, find that find where that is. Um, if you guys are curious, obviously. But uh, yeah, coming back to our conversation. So, so I, I've prepared a couple of uh, guidelines. You know, that's that's how I thought the the podcast will, would go with you uh, this episode. So, if if you had access to that kind of relationship in high school, what do you think that would look like? So, so you see how our relationship grew in university. You know, me and you, and and you know, in the beginning, like. You you were lost. Uh, you you had no clue if electroengineering was actually your your program of predilection. You know you yeah right you I'm, because you you've talked to me a lot of times about like oh I want to switch into software I want to go into computer but then you went back to electrical. So how do you think that would have looked like in high school? How do you think that kind of relationship would have benefited you if it happened in high school? I. Th- that's a tough question, I would say. It is a but, tough question, but it will definitely help high school students un- understand what mentoring really means. I think maybe, you know, like in high school, like it's like a lot of these like ideas are so new and like a lot of like the, the topics you learn in high school are so like, they're not like, they're not quite developed completely. So I don't think, I think when it comes to like, you know, math, physics, English, et cetera, et cetera, like you're kind of, the, you're kind of introduced to these ideas at first. Yeah. I think mentorship will help you kind of br- kind of bring out like what you might actually enjoy a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I think, so I think mentorship could really help get, get students into like little like clubs, which I think is the, the more like reasonable and realistic um, way of like kind of getting more involved in the topics you're learning in school. Absolutely. So I remember like back in high school, I was part of like the, like a physics club. Um, where oh, we nice. had to build, build like a like a like a safe that we had to like crack using like that we had to use like physics to kind of like to, to like um to crack open crack open the case. Yeah, yeah. And so that kind of got me interested oh, wow. a little bit more about like um just like physics or like engineering of some sort. Same thing with like robotics as well. Yeah, uh, I was part of the robotics team too. Like that kind of interested me a little bit as well. But I think maybe mentorship could really help out more, like really like get get into like the little bit more de- detail of like the topics. Because I think I think when you're in high school, like you really don't have an idea of what you might or might not like. And sure. I think clubs are yes, really you're, you're kind of fed the subjects. Well, let's like you've read the subjects yeah. and you kind of like don't maybe you don't really enjoy it, but like you kind of have to do it anyways. But mm-hmm. I I think looking back at a lot of the stuff that I felt like I didn't. Like, like at the time, I just felt as though it wasn't introduced in a way that would make me that would make me enjoy it. And I think mentorship could actually help you out with that. It can help you, like 
but those topics that you might not enjoy like studying like going through like, the way like the edu the way the way the education system does um kind of formulate the way you learn these topics i think the mentorship and clubs specifically could really help you like deal like handle that and then yeah. also just like teach it to you in a very like organic way that actually makes you feel good and makes you enjoy the topic and makes you want to get more involved in it somehow right so yeah that's how i would say probably high school would uh high school in terms of that time of mentorship could be helpful just helping students out with uh finding like their their niche group and helping them enjoy the topics that they might be interested in i don't think Absolutely, that's enough yeah. because i think i think you know we can't change the system like the education system is there and there there's different people concerned when it comes to reforms and all of that but all we can do is understand that in high school students who might require mentoring are not giving the appropriate resources in most schools whether they are private or public yeah. right or we're not trying to we're, you know, we're not trying to start a debate on you know private instruction versus public instruction we're just like basically telling people that yeah there is a lack of resources and maybe there's a lack of initiatives as well. Um, I don't know about Ontario because they seem to be pretty heavy on STEM initiatives, but in Quebec, it doesn't seem like it's the case, at least in French speaking uh, public schools, which, which was is my really, un really unfortunate, right? It is. I can, it is. I, can imagine, I can imagine how frustrating it was. I can imagine how frustrating it could have been for you to, to kind of get into <laughs> that kind of field that you are now. Well, the thing, the thing is, I, I remember clearly that I loved math. Um, I was very comfortable. Like, I was the kind of kid that asked themselves, oh, how can I solve this another way? Like, I was the kind of guy that would spend, like, a couple of hours and just for fun. Like, it was really something mm -hmm. that came out of me naturally, you know? Like, I just yep. loved the idea of having different approaches to a problem, you know? So, I, I went with that. I, I really went with my gut, right? And maybe I'm, maybe, maybe I was gifted, right? Some people are gifted in life. You know, they're gifted with a, with like their purpose is clear. That's what I'm saying. They, they have a clearer sense of purpose and they know how to find themselves easily, but it's not, it's not the, it's not the case for, for most students actually, you know, like I've had friends in high school that if you ask, if you had asked them, Oh, what, what do you like? They would have just been like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going through high school. I'll figure out in CJEP. So what, are you what they were telling me when they said that is basically, oh, well, you know, I'm just like trying to have five years go by and I'll figure out what to do in my life. And I'm like, hmm, there could be something done with respect to that. How about, how about we start uh, prompting students to look into themselves starting from high school. Who knows? Because, because I do know some high school students. I've, conne I've started connecting with people that went to high school in Ontario. And by the end of their high school program, they had a clear idea into what branch of engineering to go to. They, so they, before even touching college, they, they had experienced you know, robotics, STEM, science, biology. They, they had experimented that through you know, campus tours, industry tours. In high school, they have industry tours. That's insane, dude. And we're talking about two provinces in the same country. You're, that's why, actually, I think there were some disparities. You remember in our, in our courses in software development, you know, intro to software oh, development? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. There's such yeah. a huge differential between, like, the skill level, everything. And, like, the... the you remember yeah. the kids from Ontario, right? Mm -hmm. There were a couple of those, like, uh, yeah, and wow, like they, they knew their stuff very well. Yeah, and uh, they pretty much saved my grade. But <laughs> let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, good times, good times, definitely. But uh, yeah, so no, there definitely has to be done something. Something has to be done, especially in Quebec. Um, and I think it's lack of resources, you know? So if there are students that are willing to create initiatives like that, then schools should definitely be encouraged to, you know, participate and contribute to these initiatives. Um, I, I know that it is possible for high schools to, you know, invite 
uh, hosts, right, to give presentations. But no one wants to go to those. That's the issue, right? Like, if you, if people hear, like, oh, a talk by this, by like this person. But do you know why? This, do, do, you know do I know why, why people decide not to go? It's because no, it's because the 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 profs, the teachers, and the administration does not give context for these. They 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 see them as being like, oh, okay, we have to do it because it's mandatory, right? You know, if they if it, if that's the mentality with which they they plan on hosting those kind of events, they're not gonna go far because you can't show a kid something unless you explain why it's good. So that's what I'm saying. Mentorship should start like in the early years of high school. You know, it should be a mentality. Your high school should have a mentality of like, you know, we're going to follow our curriculum, but we don't want you to feel lost after you've gone through five years with us, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to focus on assessments and curriculum and blah, blah, and ta, ta, ta. But let's not also forget that we're here for another reason. And it's to have a cohort of students that have a bit of a better idea of where they want to go into. Right. So, yeah, I mean, do you remember having, you, you told me about the physics, uh, your physics project, right? Mm -hmm. which, which is interesting, the physics trap. But do you remember any other uh, opportunities that you had in high school? Well, I remember back in, when I was it's in like, It's like anything that, anything that, you know, made you wake up in a sense, you know, made you go like, hmm, this could be interesting. Uh, not necessarily. I've always kind of had like an interest in mathematics as well. And I kind of like, I remember in sec four, I was kind of struggling with the science. Uh, and then I really pushed myself. And I think that's kind of what really like got me to really start loving it a lot more, I guess. Yeah. Like I enjoyed math. I guess I enjoyed math always, but I guess in sec four, when I sort of struggled for a little bit, I kind of really pushed myself. And then that's when I started doing much better. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably like why I started enjoying the material more is that I just like, I had a reason to like do, I had a reason to do the work. Sorry, I had a, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's exactly what I want to say. I had a reason to do the work. And as a result, I was able to start enjoying the material a lot more. And I would find my own interest in it. I even remember, I remember after I graduated high school, like during that summer, I would, I would, I would do like studying during the summer just studying them like calculus one, calculus oh, nice. two material and uh, preparing myself for the, for Sage up. Uh, but like, yeah, like that's kind of like how I found my like really strong love for math mathematics. And I don't know, like it's, it just, I, you just kind of have to find a, like a random reason for you to be interested in these things. But I really do think mentorship could really help you out there. It just has to be done in a way that's a lot less of like a, there's something you have to do. For sure. More so just like, yeah, like this is why like we do these things. Like this is why we we decide to like go into these fields because we do this and like you introduce those basic ideas to people and let them think about it more when they go home after like a after like a discussion like like, like this right. or just in general. Just like yeah, bring up the idea, let them think about it when they get home and then come back and like talk about it after and that can kind of like spark the idea in their head that maybe I should kind of go into this or maybe I don't want to go into this too. Like it just helps. It just helps direct students in a way that can lead them to a position that makes them feel comfortable with and have a good direction where they want to go in their in their life and their careers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And um, and you know, sometimes the effort has to come from the student. So you know, like it could be the case that there are schools in Quebec that offer you know the opportunity to um, you know pursue STEM initiatives while in high school. Or, you know, any initiatives, you know, it could be arts, it could be literature, whatever, right? Whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever course. matches the student's uh, curiosity and interest. Um, but I think also there has to be, like, students have to make the effort as well, right? Um, it's because you can easily go through high school and feel like you haven't discovered yourself. You can get tangled up in, like, social groups that may be good maybe bad right we've all been through that um so yeah i think i think that you know in all this context you know the high school context having a mentor is is definitely useful um and it's just about like reducing the stigma i think 
I think I think that there is a stigma around around mentorship in high school. You know, it, it's kind of the same thing as with tutors. You know, it's like oh oh look at John, he's uh, he has a little mentor that helps him understand what he's doing. You know, because um, because it's real. You know, peer pressure is real in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. It, and it affects it affects people. There 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 is no lie about that. It's a fact. I was I was impacted by that as well. So it definitely is something that that people could benefit from but it's just like there's there's barriers you know mm-hmm. just to add to that too like i yeah. know there's there's also this other book called ego is the enemy and it talks a lot about oh, how man, that, that that yeah that, yeah it talks it talks about like um always wanting to stay a student so like you know in general when it comes to competition or just in life in general you always want to be learning you always want someone to be there for you and like to kind of because having a second eyes can be really helpful when you're trying to figure out something wrong just in general it is and so like, i think like the stigma behind like again like the idea about doing this by yourself is not the way about going going about it because like i like like i said with the art is with the art of learning right like you want you want like in general competition to be a community-based um like learning experience and i think having a community being able to help you out also helps towards like always staying a student and learning and improving and i really don't think the the atmosphere in high school really promotes good enough um, mentorship. I would agree with you with that. Yeah, um, it's it's a diff. Honestly, uh, with the with the state of the education system right now, at least in Quebec, it's it takes it takes a lot of effort. It will take a lot of effort yeah. to to destigmatize uh, mentorship and seeking help and guidance. You, Actually, I'm gonna do a parenthesis on that. You remember in high school when you had like those counselor services and all of that, you know, especially especially for was, girls, yeah. especially for girls as they transition, you know, uh, through pu- puberty, right? You know, um, for girls, it was mostly accepted. You know, like it's it's fine. Like we, you know, our our at least my profs, they would always tell me like, yeah, well, it's okay for a girl to you know like ask for this because she's unaware of. The implications of you know starting to become a young adult you know and having all the consequences that come with it like we all know that right um and you know they it it wasn't it, it, the thing is the the profs they made the, the 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 student girls feel comfortable about these services so that was a great job from the the, the teachers perspective you know from them but girls they girls they wouldn't still go there uh only some of them you know and the reason the the way i i I found this is you know just by talking to them like like just just i was curious you know um yeah i was actually a very curious kid in high school and that's why a lot of people found me weird uh yeah but um you know but when it comes to when it comes to like because you had a paid pedagogical counselor in your school as well, right? Uh, I really didn't have that, though. I think... Really? Uh, there was really... I think, like, the, the resource to be able to have some a guidance counselor of some sort, I remember very vaguely it was... It was okay. Like, it was okay, I, I right? Sometimes I can, like, kind of go there and talk a little bit and then, like, kind of get the issue resolved, but it never really fixed the problem inherently. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember, too, when I first went into when I first went to high school, I was paired up with a sec fiver, actually, for this type of mentorship, and nothing really ma- came out about it. They basically, all they did was they just linked up students and just be like, hey, you could use it, you know, this is this second year mentor and like nothing really came of it. And I think it's because it's because of the approach. I think it's because we, we, we don't perceive the value that it has, you know, it's, when, when I don't, but yeah, I wouldn't blame myself too. Cause I think, again, I'm so young. I, I was so young at the time. Right. So I really, it's kind of hard. Like that's also the, the thing too, with the being in high school, right. Is that, I feel like at such a young age, you quite don't, you really don't understand like the opportunities that you might have or like what you're supposed to do with the mentorship you're given for what, or for the amount they're even given, if at all. Yeah. You don't understand. You don't understand what benefit, you know, that's the thing. 
So I would say like, I really would say like the emphasis of communication about like that specific idea is like why men, like really honestly having an explanation of why mentorship, mentorship is good and why you shouldn't feel bad about, about being mentored is an important discussion to have so that students won't feel like guilty of like going to somebody for help, especially since mm. they're so young too. And also just like, they don't really understand the world around them as much as they might, as uh, much as they think they would know. I yeah. Mean, I, I, I think, yeah, that's kind of a big thing too, is like when you're young, you obviously think like when you're invincible to kind of understand, you kind of feel like you understand everything, but not exactly. I mean, it's all, you're always gonna be learning about the world and how things change. I, I remember like personally, like I spent a lot like this year, just like <clears throat> like learning like so much about how the world functions uh, through economics, biology, government, et cetera, et cetera. Have and a better so, like, awareness. Oh. Yeah, just having a better awareness of like how everything goes. So I think guiding the students, letting them know that like, yeah, mentorship is okay. And like having them more familiar about the world around them is like gonna be helpful for them to, early so that eventually when they kind of get near the end of high school then they'll have a very good idea of what they want to do and they have the experiences that will make their transition to university or stage up or whatever it would be a lot more smoother and they won't feel any sort of regret so i Mm -hmm. guess it just comes with like a better open dialogue about about like mentorship in general in high school i yeah absolutely i um yeah i agree with you 100 percent I also think, you know, I, I, I love to, I love to use perspectives. I love to give my, uh, the audience perspectives on mentoring. And I think this is a very interesting one. So imagine that like, you know, you had no mentoring or whatever, and you know, what we, what would you do in that case? Well, you would go, you would try it by yourself, you know, or, I mean, you just kind of follow the flow too like you follow yeah, the flow follow of other the flow. students do you really don't know exactly what you want i mean yeah, I, I even see like a lot of you know university students who still don't really know exactly what they want to do or they'll just kind of try doing something and just get by and then uh you know i always feel like at every step of the every step in your life it seems to me that there's always something that like people will just kind of do things do the bare minimum um just try to get by which is not necessarily a bad thing i just think they could they could be missing out on something that would make them more happier. Well, yeah, and and I think you know uh, the well the the reason why most people do not really consider mentoring as a a potential like like legit solution to to you know like life stage transitioning and personal development is uh, again i am going to refer to the book you mentioned uh, ego is your enemy right uh, that that phrase says it all be- because most of the time you the voice that comes inside of you when people tell you about mentorship is like no i'll figure it out on my own but the thing is your ego sometimes is wrong sometimes it's right and and as a high school student you're not that aware of your ego. You're not even aware of who you are, actually. You, 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 you're straight up, like, out of infancy, you know? Mm-hmm. And you, you come in here and you're like... Oh. I, would, I, would, I would partially agree with that, actually. Uh, I, I think people... Yeah, I, I would say, like, people kind of aren't really, like, just really aware of the actions that they do, the things they do, until they're a little bit older. I think once they become, like, 18, 19, 20, it's, like, when they're, like, very, like... They, they actually are aware... Of like every of like most of, of what's going on around them right i mean yeah but in, in the case of let's say you know uh, 11 or 12, 12 years old they may understand what they're, what they're doing but the the context is what's it like yeah you know if you ask a kid if you if you ask a kid why he games he won't give you a philosophical speech on why he games and why he he, he won't even mention like, oh, it's for my one mental well-being and, you know, like I do it. Nah, nah. He'll just be like, well, it's nice. It's you know? fun. Yeah, it's very, it's yeah. very like, it's very like, like not bare bones. It's like a very like um, one dimensional flat statement. It's just, it's fine. Yeah. And like, yeah. If that's, if that's the understanding that they have at the time. And then as they get older, become more like understanding of themselves. Absolutely. And then, and then they become, they understand like why they do this. They start asking themselves more questions. But again, the thing yeah, better is, understanding. again, again, the thing is, you know, there are people who, you know, develop that self-awareness by themselves, right? But then there are other yeah. students who come out of high school 
and they don't bother asking questions, right? And so they could go their whole lives, right? Just yeah. figuring themselves out or maybe not, you know? Some, some, some people might not even be willing to, to give effort to understand who they are. Um, and I so think you that's- gotta, You gotta help them out, I would say. Yeah, and, and I think mentoring is specifically for these people because from an external perspective, as a mentor, you can see, okay, yeah, this, this student does not want to know themselves, but I can see that there is potential based on what he's telling me. Because most of the time, I'm not sure if, if this ever, if, if this can relate to you, if you can relate to this. But, you know, we've actually talked about this just before starting to record that. But uh, most of the stuff that we know about ourselves comes from the people around us, you know? Yeah. So, so for these students, themselves, they might not know, you know, Oh, well, why am I doing this math problem? Why am I gaming? Blah, 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 blah. But if you start to listen to their actions and, you know, the phrases that they say, the sentences I say, the way they talk. Yeah. And mentorship comes in and it's like, okay, well, you're not that aware of yourself. Well, I'm listening to you. And according to my experience, this is the field that should benefit you the most and that, that you would, that would strive the most in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like it happens and it is very real that we learn a lot from us, like from our own gut, but also from how other people perceive us. Sometimes, sometimes we can be blinded by our ego and we don't notice it. We don't notice that there's an opportunity out there for us. Right. Right. That, that's where, that's where having an external voice can help. I would agree with that for sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, uh, you must, you must have had a, a, a great relationship with a couple of people, um, and uh, and you know, in I'll, some cases, it probably helped you understand yourself better. Yeah, I think that kind of came later into my life, though. Mm. I would say, like, when I was younger, I quite didn't quite have like the, the right group of people that kind of put me in, into a, a, good, a good position like that. It kind of like came for a lot from like my own self-discovery, then also being in, you know, either bad environments or much better, more res- more respectful and um, empowering kind of environments. And over time, I kind of kind of felt like I discovered myself much better. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it came later is not important because you know I think being 21 is not is not too old. I think it's still fairly young. So I I feel like. For oh, some yeah, people, you're, you're like, <laughs> I feel like for for a lot of people, they might be worried that like maybe like oh, it might be too late. But I only, th- I really don't think so. Okay. Um, I also believe that you, I think a lot of people, you know, when it comes to mentorship, you also got to be careful about what kind of environments you're in. You know, you might be in yes. an environment that might look like a like a mentorship, but it also could just be a power dynamic that like is not very is and like it could also just breed some toxicity as well. Uh, that you might yes. not be aware of and I think for younger people they might not quite realize it so I think that's why like having that di- open dialogue about like what is good mentorship what is bad mentorship and what kind of environments you're in where you're being mentored is very important for people to know where they should be and like where like a place that's more comfortable for, for them to be in and I think that's something else that like people don't quite talk about is that there are really toxic environments for what things might look like as mentorship so um, try to find a group of people who respect you, who are able to listen, listen out for you and yep. also be able to do the same for them and then be able to have a, a very open dialogue about how to improve each other when you need them. I, that's what I would say. And I think the open dialogue for that needs to start with high school about differentiating between good mentorship and bad mentorship and then why mentorship is a good thing. Yeah. I, yeah, what are you saying here? It makes, makes all sense, actually. Um, it's in, in every, in every uh, service, every position, you're going to have good apples and bad apples. And that shouldn't be, that, that shouldn't justify, you know, the stigma and the, uh, the objections that people believe in when it comes to those services. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's, 
like there there's no company no service that is perfect you know even in tutoring you know i i see a lot of tutoring companies and mentorship agencies that are like oh um 100 of our students are passed their tests it's like don't lie because i worked for you and i saw a student fail in front of my eyes so be honest man don't You know, don't don't be like our tutoring is perfect and it's the perfect program. It's like no, you're gonna have some mentorship assignments that you're gonna flunk. It happened to me, like I flunked it. I I was resourceless, and 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 tutoring companies should not be and tutoring companies and mentorship agencies, you know, and just people that provide these services should not be scared from telling people about their failures. Because it brings your your clients' guards down, and it makes them see you as human. It's like, oh, this guy failed. Well, good. I can relate to him more because I failed a lot. You know. It's. Yeah, I mean, I've. I mean, I failed before. Like, I. I mean, like in Sec Four, I. I'll be open about this. Like, it doesn't make much of a difference to me. Like, I. I failed I my history. Yeah, I told you this before. I failed my history exam. Dude, it's like it's like and I had to do it in summer mm-hmm. school, right? And. I feel like that was a pretty humbling experience because I, uh, you know, realized, you know, something of the world, you know, I, I feel, you know, for these companies that kind of come out with the idea that, oh, it's perfect. And then like, you know, it, let's say it happens, you do flunk out regardless of the help you've gotten. It's okay. doesn't mean it's the end of the world, but I don't like yeah. this idea of false advertising because from their perspective, it's like, oh, will, will I be the first one that starts failing? And if I do, will I just be hopeless? Well, I never yeah, be able like, to actually, like, like, to like, actually move I, on from it. Yeah, was I a bad mentee? Was I a bad mentor? You know, he's gonna he's gonna start he's gonna start exactly. asking himself question. Yeah, like for, I think for both parties, they'll start asking themselves that kind of question. Like, am I a good enough mentor? Have I did I really like, help them at all? Like, maybe I'm not fit out for this. Or as a mentee, it's like, is my life over? And I think the answer to, for both people is it's just no. It just yeah. sometimes could just just not that you guys clicked well enough, and that's normal. And I mean, like, no, that's, yeah, it's normal. And like, it, it happens in life, but it doesn't, I think the more important part about that is that uh, it's not, not a permanent issue. Like it's something of the world. You can move on from it. You can, you can actually fix the, those types of issues. I think that's Absolutely. the important thing with failure too, is just the fact that, you know, you don't see all the skies falling down. You don't see everything going, going horribly wrong. You can, you can make the, failures in your life uh better by like improve by like fixing those issues and um really and i think like once you get out of out of that environment like not environment once you get kind of get out of that situation it just feels better because i remember like when i after like i passed my history exam after going through summer school like it made me feel much better about myself like i felt much better but like you know failure is not a bad thing and i remind myself that it's not a bad thing I obviously won't won't try to look for it, but I think it's important for people to re- recognize that failure is not like something you should, you know, not feel horribly, horribly, horribly about, and shouldn't beat yourself over it. But you should just try your best, and then find yeah. good people to help you out if you need to. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it, uh, fa- failure is like we. I could compare it to you know, let's say you design a robot and. You want to test it. If it's if it doesn't fail, how will you know if it's doing this the the right thing? You know, like like if you if you have a, a problem and you want to address it with a solution, and you you put out your initial solution, you know, in the market or somewhere, and it fails. I mean, I mean, it doesn't fail. Well, you're gonna be like, okay, great. That means I'm doing something good. But then what happens if, you know, the industry changes or things change in, in the, the political environment, the global environment, and, you know, your service just, just doesn't seem like a fit for your clients anymore. What are you going to do? Well, you're going to be like, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to base yourself upon your initial assumption, but your initial assumption doesn't work anymore. So you're like, uh, okay, well, I didn't fail, so I don't know how to deal with that you know failure trains you to 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 um to overcome setbacks mm-hmm. in 100%. a 
yeah, in a in a very composed manner. You know, the more you fail, the more you're going to be immune to it, which it, which can sound quite paradoxical, but it's actually true. Think about it. You know, I don't know. Some people that are listening to this right now may have vertigo. You know, it's it's a it's an instinct that you can't beat, but you can try to be at peace with it. You know. And if, if, yeah, if, that's if, also if, something yeah. that's important too. Yeah, just like recognizing like your own like like your own your own failures as a person, not necessarily as a bad thing, but accepting them and then try and make the most out of it. And I think, I think at a time like this, again, I think it's important to just spend a lot of time thinking about the like the the problems that you may have or things you may are a little bit unsure about and try to figure yourself out. So I agree with you that, that like when it comes to issues they may have, it's best to be at peace with these, with these things, but then also try to do the right thing to actually, you know, be accountable and be accountable for yourself for, and for others and try to make the most out of out, out of the the wrongdoings you maybe have done or like issues you want to fix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like like you said, you know. Um you like you can't let fear dominate your life that's what i'm saying because it, oh yeah it, you know from a, from a mentor perspective from every perspective you know that's that's more like the so for the audience we're going into the the general life lessons right now <laughs> if you guys are wondering where this is this episode is going um but yeah yeah, yeah uh, fear is look you the thing is you you can't know how to deal with fear until you've reached a certain, you know, amount of experience in life, you know, like yeah. once you're like 20, 30, uh, you, you can't tell a kid, like control your fears. No, that guy will jump. If he sees a cat jumping at him, you know, it's like, no, you, you can't, but it, it's a muscle, you know, it's a, like I said, um, you know, if, if, um, I don't know, I've known a couple of people in the past, I mean, in the, over the summer that have started their, their startup company. And previously they had failed at like three other initiatives. I think one or one or two of them uh, had like three past projects. Right. And so you look at them and you're like, oh my God, they started and screwed up. They started and screwed up and then it started and screwed up. And now they're starting again. Like to them, failure is like part of the equation. It's like, like they, they tell themselves before starting, like, okay, yeah, I will probably fail here, but that's fine. Right. It's, it's okay. But it's just, it's just, it's just cause the thing, the thing with, um, with failure is it's a fear, you know, and just like any fear you have to talk to it. I'm pretty sure you talk to your fears, like in your head or sometimes, you know, when you, when you see that you're going out of your way, you talk to them. Yeah. yeah, like when you're really putting in the effort to like really like look down on your own like issues and kind of like real recognize like what kind of person like you sort of were at the time. Yeah. And like that's a very scary thought. It's like, oh my God, I was like, like I've been looking back at like my own things I used to say to other people or about myself. And I realized like how kind of like concerning it could have been. Um, yes. Not mm-hmm. necessarily like, not necessarily like very like super destructive or anything but that but just like more so just like maybe like a slight disrespectful comment about myself or other people or just other things of that sort and then you ask yourself like have i always been like this yeah not really like you look back at this and you don't really don't you ask yourself the question like have i actually like do i still believe in these things and the likely answer is probably not and you know the answer is maybe yeah Go ahead. The the thing is, the thing is, I think they're still there, but you just don't care about them. You don't give them mental space, you know, anymore. Cause because I think I think you you can't really get rid of a fear, but you can you can put some energy away for other things. Right? Because because I think a fear depends on who you are intrinsically as a human. You know, there are some people who fear spiders somewhere, like, oh, that's a cute spider, you know. <laughs> uh yeah. And for for those that are scared of spider of spiders, you can't. I don't think you can completely eradicate it, but you can try to you know play with five spiders, and then you'll see if you're really that scared anymore. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like it's like I'm scared of failing. Well, let's let's try failing five times. See if I'm less scared. I wouldn't say uh, yeah, I mean to be fair, I wouldn't actually I wouldn't really recommend people going on failing in that like so easily. Well, you know, people like, people don't to... expect to fail. Yeah, That's of course. Yeah, like I would say like don't expect to fail, but then like rec- like but, like accept the fact that it could happen and and like you there are things you could do about it and then like it's not the end of the world. That's probably the message I would probably say. Yeah, is, it's like, like it's like you know like for uh I don't know, <laughs> uh business case competitions, you know, yeah, like there's always a risk analysis section. To every business plan so you know uh in life you always got to analyze risks from an objective standpoint but it's tough because i know i know that personally i struggle with you know differentiating because between what matters now and what will matter in the future i'm pretty sure that this is an issue that most of the audience will be like yeah dude yeah 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 because you know sometimes when you're mad you know, like you have this visceral, powerful, mad feeling in you, you know, in the moment you're, you have all sorts of voices coming through your head, you know, they're ugly, very ugly. Yeah. And you can't, you can't let go of that present moment and think about the future because it's so powerful. But the thing is, that's you now, right? Because, you know, as you start as you start practicing this, you know, thought pattern regulation with yourself, you start to be more distant when you see that some emotions are taking control of you in the present moment. You know, I'm not sure if this is something you've noticed with yourself over the past few years, but you start to let these voices talk and affect you less. I think as you've, yeah 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 i could see that actually just over time like you kind of almost feel numb to it but also it's not like a because you're done with it you're like (laughs) wow yeah just like well yeah i think yeah i think like attaching those thoughts with something uh, something to kind of replace it will help kind of numb it out and eventually Mm -hmm. it'll mean nothing for you and eventually you'll you'll just not you really won't really won't be much of an effect to you so i think that's also something that I, I feel like people should do more is just when you have those, when you have like those negative thoughts of, or like of, of doubt or failure or anything of that. So try to add, try to like ap- apply some sort of like positive thinking or like re like reaffirmation or reassurance that like, you know, everything's okay. You know, you tried your best and, uh, and other things like that to kind of like dumb down the feeling of potential failure or adversity of some sort. Yeah 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 uh for sure a hundred percent agreed um so yeah i think we we covered pretty much we had uh to cover uh for the uh the main portion of of the uh, of our talk for this episode so i guess we're gonna go to the conclusion and wrap everything up um so i'm gonna i'm gonna leave the audience i think with a question for you david and then i'll close them and i'll see I'll tell them uh, what's coming up next. So the closing question would be, David, um, if you had to go back, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, to the start of university, and you didn't know what was going to happen, you know, and all of that is mentioning, but now you know, you know how it benefited you. What would you have told yourself? Basically, what would you have told yourself? Um, the younger. If I were to go about like the about mentorship in general. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, imagine that like your younger self, you know, mm-hmm. comes into uni right now. What would you tell that young David? Um, get in. Just find as many people. Uh, meet up with them, have better experiences, and just find the right find the right environment, and the and just stay with the people that do really just legitimately care about you. Um, you know, I think also just do your own part as well. You know, I I mm-hmm. feel like you know I feel like at least me personally, I feel like sometimes I couldn't have done my my own part as much as I wanted to. So I think I would tell myself like you know, given the fact that you know I did find those people that were willing to help me out. I would just tell myself, like, do your own part as well. 
make sure that like you give the people give people space that you want them uh, that they want at the right time. Um, make sure to you know read the room a little bit better when they kind of need their space and just you know take time for yourself as well. Um, really put time into thinking about um, how like how to be how to be a better I guess mentee or mentor yourself too. Uh, that's probably what I would say, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. Um, you know, I think, I think that anyone listening to this as they head into their first year there, I, ho- I hope they, they'll feel relieved for sure. Uh, that, that's the main goal uh, of this episode is for people that enter new stage into their lives to feel more comfortable about the insecurities and the questions they're asking themselves. Um, and, and yeah, and so you, you said great things, you know, you, you have to surround yourself with the right people yep. and, and this is a process, you know, you can't get it right the first time, but you, you, you just don't have to be shy to show yourself to other people, but at the same time, you got to be careful. You have to show the sides, the sides of your personality and your life that you feel like they're okay to share with. You know, yeah, that's also very important. Yeah, too, and it's you have to yeah. gauge the middle point, you know, because because it's an exciting experience, you know, university and high school. It's a new life. It's a you know, it's it's a new stage. It's 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 something that people get excited for, and when you get excited, sometimes you omit small details, which is fine. It just you know, like you said, you have to be patient with yourself. And put thought into what place you occupy within your social group, within within any other group, and with yourself. Yeah, I also think I want to add to that. Just also yeah. for the people listening, I think it's important to too to kind of gauge like what you want out of a relationship too. So yes. I think the communication is also very important as well. Like knowing like oh yeah, like what kind of environment you like, what kind of like person you want to be inside the social group is important. Like to know like how to read the room a bit better as well. For example, knowing when like maybe your friend maybe doesn't really want kind of kind of like wants their space or when they're really in need of something to be there for them immediately when they need to be. I think just kind of laying out that kind of type of discussion will help make the mentor ment relationship as well as just the regular like friendship as well as well like in, like stay put like like proper mm-hmm. yeah yes like yeah everything everything honestly honestly i just i just love ha- having this uh, this episode in general because uh you 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 and i both know that uh <laughs> we uh we we get along. We we've been talking like to to those listening to the podcast. Uh, the things that we've discussed in this episode were topics that we were touching on almost every day. Uh, we were seeing each other at uni on campus. So like it's oh, honestly yeah. it's it's such a great feeling to be able to put these thoughts out concisely in an episode that will hopefully you know make some students and some mentees, mentors, tutors relate and feel better about themselves. And so David, if you don't mind, I will uh, go ahead with the closing statement. Um, thank you so much again for joining in. Yeah, you of know, course. Anytime. Yeah. 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 If it's, if it's not uh, during this episode, uh, I'll always be down <laughs> to have a chat and of course. Uh, keep up and you know, I'm always, Hey, listen, I'm always here. Yeah. If you need to talk and I know you're you'll be you'll do the same thing for me. <laughs> yeah. To to all of you guys listening in the audience, it, whenever you get a friendship like the one I have with David, uh it it, it helps you a great deal. Um but yeah, who knows? Maybe you'll come back to another episode and uh, we'll, we'll do a yeah. We'll I, see. I'm we'll I'm, I'm I, I'd be down. You know, there's <laughs> you know, school's coming. School's coming soon, and I uh, you know I'm trying to get myself ready for that kind of uh, environment again. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a little bit different, and uh, I have to say to all the students, you know, good luck. Uh, not as like a you know good luck kind of like sarcastic, but I mean like good luck. You know, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be new for you, and as it will be for for a lot of students kind of getting to that new different type of environment that, you know, maybe you really won't have your frosh, 
this, the way that you expected it to be, or the classes won't be in the same way, or the social gatherings won't be in the same way, but trying to make the effort to actually go out and find the, the right people for you. Make yeah. sure the make sure the communication between you and them is uh, well well made, and mm -hmm. uh, enjoy the, try to make the most out of it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to check out the second episode, it will come out tomorrow. So it will be out on August twelfth at 2 p.m. on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and I think many more. Yeah, we're looking to get approved on Apple Podcasts. So stay tuned. And I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that you found it useful. Let me know either through our social accounts or our website if there are any things that we can make better in our podcast so that we can serve more inspiring and motivating content. Thank you and stay tuned. Cheers.